to episode number 33 of the Mac Geeks podcast. I am your host, as always, Jacob Hughley, and bringing you another one, another Tuesday night of, of wrestling chatting, um, and new and improved show, getting better each time, trying to figure out what exactly works for us and you know how best to to have fun with this thing and also give you guys an enjoyable show. So um, we're, we're making some changes here and there, but it's going to be for the better. Speaking of we are, uh, it is fortunately not just me talking to myself anymore because that's where it started, but we are we are no longer there. So I now have a co-host. He's been on the show several, several times, and let's go ahead and bring him in. This is three-time All-American, uh, Mr. Jack Mueller. What's up, Jack? Uh, nothing much. Just hanging out. Three-time, right? Yeah. yeah. How's it feel? Two of them felt good. <laughs> Two of them felt good. Only two? Only two. One of them, it was, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, when it, when the matches ended and, like, I knew I was an All-American both times that I, like, accomplished it in the tournament, you know, it was, like, a huge monkey just being lifted off my shoulders, and it felt relieving almost. And both times were overtime wins um that i did it too so it was like it came down to the wire and i got it done and it just was like a rush i wouldn't say like joy but like i was very happy so those those matches were joey dance and ronnie bresser yeah and after the joey dance match my phone actually broke because it blew up so much with texts and like instagram follows and all these things and it was crazy. Phone legitly broke. Yeah, I had to get a new one after the tournament. All right. Well, hey, man. I mean, if your phone's yeah. going to break at any time, at least it was that time, uh, and not when you're in the middle of having just like the shittiest day ever. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Because, I mean, I feel like you, you become an All-American, your phone breaks, she's like, ah, whatever. Like, who cares? I'll get it fixed. But, uh, yeah, it didn't matter. You know, you're sitting in traffic, and all of a sudden your phone just jacks up. That's, you know... You get homicidal at those points. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I'm a. Um, go ahead. Sorry. So in Virginia, there's a new driving law that you can't you can't be on your phone at all. So even if you're on, you can't take a phone call. You can't do anything. Yeah. And uh, Jay Aiello took a phone call from me, and uh, I mean, on your point about road rage and stuff he was like hold up and he, he like looks over it he's like starts yelling at this guy this guy this old dude knocks on his window and goes like smiles and points down to tell him to get off his phone like almost like just being a jerk you know yeah <laughs> and he he road raged bad and i was on the phone and so funny so funny I get, I get like, I don't know. I get a little bit of road rage when I see people on their phones too, though. Like, I, I get it because but like, like on a phone call, like I get, I get being like texting, texting yeah. and driving is super dumb. But on a phone call, come no. on, man. Some people don't have Bluetooth, you know. Like, yeah. you got an old car. You, what are you gonna do? You're just gonna. Like, well, the phone call doesn't bother me. I mean, I know, I don't know exactly what the law is, but I know it's that way in Georgia too. I don't know if it's if like they can't have the phone to their ear or not, but um, 
I know that it's really similar. North Carolina, it's, I don't think there's any laws like that. But, um, yeah, no. I mean, like, when I'm – it's usually when I'm in a bad mood already. Like, I'm in a bad mood, and I'm riding down the highway doing, like, 80, and I look over, and there's, you know – whoever it is i don't want to point out one specific person but you know there's whoever it is over there next to me going 80 miles an hour just like this like tapping on their phone and i'm like oh my i tell my wife i told her the other day i was like you know i don't know like i wish that we just everyone had one free pass just like i can kick somebody's ass and get away with it one time a year and like that's it. I'm, so I'm, you want to purge? Well, <laughs> well, I told her the. Uh, Take one to purge. No, I don't want to purge. So, like I told her, I was like, "There's got to be restrictions. Like it, you can't like cause great bodily harm, right? There's no curb stomping. Like I can't bring brass knuckles, but like, you know, just good old fashioned ass beating every once in a while." But uh, like I told the, her the villain Palacio, you get one free shot to the nuts. Yeah, something like that. Well, right? anyone wrong. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, I, I know exactly the time I would have used it too, because when I was growing up, my dad lived in downtown Atlanta. Um, and I was driving through one time, and downtown Atlanta, there was like a three or four lane road going through the city, right? It's this huge highway going through the middle of the city. Um, and there's this, this homeless guy walking across the street. And I'm like, I have the light, the light's green, right? And I'm going like, who knows? 40, 50 miles an hour, and this dude's just strolling across the road. And, like, he's obviously not in his right mind, too. You know, whatever he's on, I don't know. It looked fun, but, you know, um, <laughs> you can't be walking across the highway, all right? And so I, sl- I slowed down and, like, laid on my horn because, like, I'm not I'm not a, a douche, but, like, there's certain time Like, he's in the middle of the highway. This is, like, a three- or four-lane road. It's not like he's just, like – you know, Jay walking across a little back street and I laid on my horn and this man stops and stares at me and then starts dancing in the middle of the road. Not kidding. You probably wanted to be there, man. That makes me sad. Oh my God. I told her, I was like, that's, that's the time. That's when I would use it. Like if I got one free, just, I get to dish one out every year. That'd have been it without a doubt. (laughs) Um, Uh, who would I use it on? Yeah. Anyone that, Oh, I got one. Did I tell you about this? Uh, last week I was lifting and I'm in the middle of incline dumbbell press, right? Cranking it out. I'm doing this really hard like circuit where it's kettlebell swings, incline press, kettlebell swings, uh, incline row. And I'm freaking dead. I'm like in the middle of the sets. I've did like a hundred reps of each thing. And I'm in the incline press. I'm dying and I'm wearing my mask. And it like falls a little bit below my nose. Some dude comes up while I'm repping it out, taps me on the shoulder and is like, hey, sir, uh, can you pull up your mask? And I was like, I just like looked at him like bloodshot eyes. Like <laughs> I channeled my inner Garland. And Garland, I just imagine what Garland was like. I just kept repping it out and grinding my teeth like. <laughs> I imagine in that situation, you're like, I don't know what you're on, right? But you're on like eight out of 10. And this guy does something like that. And all of a sudden you bang out like 50 in a row. You're just like jacked. You're like, you know what? I'm going to rip this thing off of the handles. Oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I wear masks. I do it. I do what I'm told. But man, like, come on. If my mask falls a little bit, don't be a dickhole about it. For real. Yeah. But 
you know, those, those people. Yeah, I mean, there's times, like, you obviously can tell that this mask fell over the man's nose while he's exercising, right? You're not just walking around, you know, showing your nose off. It's <laughs> it's not a fashion statement. Uh, <laughs> man. But, uh, all right, so let's let's get into some wrestling talk, man, because I'm, I'm excited to talk. I know that me and you talked a lot, especially since the last episode, trying to figure out, like, exactly how the heck it is that we want to do this show because you know we want to make it enjoyable for us as well as everybody else um and i felt like we were get i felt like i was trying to get a little too like espn like let's tell you all the blah 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 um and my honestly i thought about my favorite podcast and my favorite one by far still to this day is the inside trip uh, i don't know if you've heard the inside trip but it's just a couple of dudes that i love college wrestling they're buckeye fans and they just talk i mean i'm not a buckeye fan but i I love the show it's awesome um so i just wanted to just talk about what happened we'll you know kind of talk about what happened last week uh get to what's going to happen next weekend and just kind of like you know what our thoughts are and just more two dudes in a bar besides uh you know not an espn style thing so (sighs) i'm excited man um but also with that being said not only are we kind of making sure that we got it the way we want it but jack is kick ass at spreadsheets uh you know if he learned nothing else at uva it was spreadsheets um, nah, i don't know about that it's uh it's pretty minor stuff for me yeah uh, well, i got some friends that are in accounting and stuff and they'll help me out every once in a while yeah well i don't know what kind of education they got up there at uva but i know you know us georgia guys you know ivy league of the south down here so <laughs> Dude, um, no, <laughs> that's like Duke or us. We're the one of our schools are the Ivy Leagues of the South. You're not the South. I, don't accept I, I totally agree. Too far. <laughs> I totally agree. I'm from Texas. Hey. I know that Virginia's not the South, but they, I mean, they claim it. Yeah, until you like have normal conversations about how good your grandma's cooking is, you're like, you're not the South. Um, hey, I aim into that. Yeah, but. All right, man. So let's let's get into this. So first things first is like I wanted to go through what all happened last weekend because we had our second weekend of ACC wrestling. Um, super fun, you know. Just kind of a quick recap, right? Is um, the duels that went down? We had every single ACC team won all of their duels. In fact, all of them are still undefeated to this point. Um, NC State twenty-four to twelve over App State. Pitt is twenty-four to nine over Lehigh. UNC 45 to nothing over Gardner Webb, UVA 44 to negative one over Gardner Webb, and then Virginia Tech swept the tournament 3 and 0 with wins over Ohio, Kent State, and West Virginia. None of them, none of them were close. All comparable scores to you know the other matches that we talked about. So, oh man, um, I guess you know just kind of overall, was there anything that jumped out to you on the weekend? before we get into our risers and fallers dude i'm telling you uva this is the best team they've had in a long time um i saw i did we were doing the spreadsheet right and uh i filled in all the rankings yesterday and the open mat dropped the rankings today so i didn't see it until um a couple hours ago but they went from having four or five guys ranked to eight um which is super impressive um NC State kind of kind of took it on the chin. Like, I mean, obviously, obviously they won and they won big, and they didn't have Trent Hydley, but uh, two top ten guys dropping matches 
is pretty big. Um, and Virginia Tech uh, looks dominant um, for the most part. Um, Hillegas looks really good. Um, but, like, that 157, they're going to have to figure that out, right? Um, yeah. If they want to be – I mean, they let's be honest. They're, they're Virginia Tech. They don't really have holes, but um, that's kind of looking like a hole right now. They're scary for the future, man. They, I mean – Yeah, they're if, if you were to say, all right, let's take a bet on, on who wins the ACC the most over the next five years, I'd be really hard-pressed to pick anybody besides Virginia Tech. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, not only do they have guys that are really performing and doing well, but they're all freaking young, you know? Like, they all, like, I mean, hell, even Andonian with this extra year, like, it's four more years of him, right? Like, it, it, he's basically a freshman. Um which is wild, and we've already seen what guys like him can do. But, yeah, I mean, same as what you said for me. Um, yeah, uh, you summed it up really well. But uh, also I wanted to get into real quick before we keep going. Obviously we're making our picks, right? We're going to keep that going because that's the fun well, part. We just kind of threw it down the drain. That's the fun part is me beating Jack. But, yeah, it it was a rougher weekend for us because dual-wise... I almost um, went blitz, bro. I almost did it. I should have freaking pulled the trigger. Dude, I, I saw you. that result and I was like, Mother. I told you to. Well, in the episode, we were talking about it and you're sitting there deciding. I was like, go with it, man. Do it. Do it. I want yeah, to be different. I do not want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Now, uh, so, anyways, if you're listening, awesome Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That you know kind of gives us a little bit of a boost, so other people can find us. And of course, uh, any uh, what you call rating and review, uh, all of those are very much appreciated. We got 14 right now, so hopefully we can get up a couple more. Um, but most of them are very good. If you are not, or if you, so if you're listening, we also do this on video, right? Right now we're on Facebook Live. Um, we're using our rock. Let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it and hear it. Come on. Yeah. All right. So anyways, watch the freaking video so you can see my amazing graphics. Uh, But here it is, Jacob. I am six and two in key matches. So key matches, I mean like individual matches, right? And then I'm nine and oh in duels, right? And then Jack is five and three in key matches and eight and one in duels. So he is trailing me by one in both. Yeah. What you got to say for yourself, Jack? You're lucky. You're lucky. Edmund Ruth didn't wrestle Greg Harvey last weekend, or I'd be up, or we'd be tied right now in matches. But it's yeah. fine. No, nah, I mean Greg Harvey's the man. Greg Harvey. Oh, dude, I, I have so many wrestlers that are really like I'm becoming fans of. Right. One of them is obviously the Gas Tank Gary of the ACC, which is uh, our our man Gunslinger over at oh my god i am such a freaking fan you have no idea we're gonna like hell let's just do it um so one of the things we're gonna talk like a little bit about each matchup right and with the pit duel i'm telling you he's one of my favorite dudes in the acc right now because we have we have seen jacob slinger the transfer from george mason who had a losing record last year at george mason We've seen him. He is now, I think, two and zero or three and zero, if that, depending on extra matches. He's at least two and zero in ACC play. His first duel, sixteen and zero Tech. His second one, he comes out, you know, goes to overtime, and then just mans the hell up and throws this man to his back and ends up winning nine to three in overtime. 
Um, and, you know, I thought he was going to get a pin. I jumped up <laughs> off the couch and I was screaming and yelling. It was awesome. Um, he is 100% the guy St. Gary. Yeah. See. Uh, man, the man's just fun to watch. But, yeah, man, so that, that Pitt-Lehigh duel we talked a little bit about, obviously – Evan Ruth didn't wrestle, so we didn't get to see him and Greg Harvey. I really did want to see that one, uh, but we didn't. <sighs> you know, other things, Bonacorsi handled his business over Jacobson, 7-2. to two. Um, Wenzel, 3-0 over Thane Lawrence. Thane Lawrence is good. Uh, he, he's a freshman that Willie, I'm pretty sure, is pretty high on. Um, and then uh, Tyler Baggett kind of, you know, silent but uh i think he's coming along pretty well i think he's going to be good he's two and one on the year and his only loss is to corniglia of navy uh and corniglia is well he's ranked now but he's going to be good too so would you you have any thoughts on on the pit not pit duel uh not really i mean lehigh didn't put out any of their real top guns right luke Karam was out heitzel was out ruth was out um so it seemed like just another warm-up match for Pitt, and uh, it looks like they're going to roll again, roll again this weekend. So, yeah, um, you know, other ones that we saw, we saw. You talked a little about NC State, right? They uh, met up with App State. The score twenty-four to twelve was kind of surprising to me um, because I thought it was going to be a lot more lopsided than it ended up being. Um, but you know, it was a good match. Uh, Camacho seven to three win over Russell. He looked good. Was it seven to three? I thought it was like eleven to four. I'm pretty sure it's seven to three. Um, I don't know, but all right. Wh- what are your yeah. thoughts on Camacho? We've only seen him a couple matches, but what what are your thoughts on him now? How he's looking, dude? I think he's really good. Um, I mean, I want him to be good, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it makes me look better. Um, uh, but. Yeah, he, um, I think that these matches are good. I was going back and looking at ranked guys that he beat last year, and I was the only one. So to for him to get some ranked wins under his belt is big. Um, you know, the, it was dominant, and uh, I expect to see him roll in, um, for a while. And um, after last weekend, I'm, I don't know if I'm as big on Latona as I was. So we'll see. Um, I think right now, if I had to pick an ACC champ at 125, um, I think that he's looking like he's pretty pretty golden for it Here's until my boy Patch picks it up. Um, yeah. Um, until the, the powers of the mullet kick in. Um, dude, he got rid of it. It's gone. Did he? It's oh. gone, bro. He shaved it up. It was too much, man. It was too much. Dude, there's nothing. There's not a mullet that's too much. Like they're just beautiful. Dude, I don't know. (laughs) It was a lot. Mullets are like that. Like you know, they're like the bulldogs of dogs. If you ask me, like bulldogs, in my opinion, I'm a Georgia bulldog, but I think bulldogs are so ugly they're cute. So I think mullets are so ugly that they're kick ass. Like. It's the same. But they're cute. <laughs> they're cute. Yeah, they're super cute. Um, Patch, Patch, if you're listening, your mullet was cute. Jacob's cute. All about it. <laughs> Got me going. Um, but, uh, yeah, so my, my thing, Camacho, man, I think it's like a situation where Latona's had his, had his number. It's like almost like a – 
if you were to ask me who's going to place higher at NCAAs right now, I'm going to pick Camacho. Um, I think that the guy that we've seen this year and just kind of seen over the last year, his improvements, looking at how the weight class is right now, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going to pick it, but I'm not surprised if the dude makes the finals. I'm not. Um, but I think it's just that weird situation where I think Camacho at the moment right now might be uh, a might go deeper into the tournament than Latona, but I think Latona kind of has his number. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I get you. <laughs> it's like that, like uh, your wrestling partner kind of deal, right? Your wrestling partner might, we, it might have a guy that beat you in the room, but you do way better than him at competitions. Not saying Camacho's going to do way better, right? But like, I, I think it's that kind of same situation for me. Um, yeah. I think right now, the second best 125er, I mean, outside, Spencer's one. So, I mean, Rayvon Foley's really good, but we haven't seen him. Um, Schroeder's good. He haven't seen him, though. Camacho's doing really well. Taylor Lamont had a shaky first weekend. Had a um, I was going to say, Dylan Ragazin is the second best 125er right now. Um, Dude. I watched that match, that Michigan Rutgers match. I didn't watch the whole thing, but that like that surprised the hell out of me. I thought it was going to be a good match. I thought you know Ragson probably come out there and win, but like he manhandled Aguilar and just, I mean, cow catcher just threw him up to his back, stuck him, got up and like strut around a little bit. Like the dude's good. And then he and then he majored King Sandoval in the next match. And uh, Sandoval's not a terrible wrestler either. He's pretty tough. So yeah. two bonus point victories in your first weekend of, of college is pretty big for sure. And one one over a ranked guy. Yeah. Um, and I guess we'll kind of – the other things, going back to NC State and their duel, uh, the, both the Bullards lost. I think uh, the Daniel Bullard at 174, I, I'm kind of, you know, taking it with a grain of salt. Um because Flitz is good, right? Flitz is, is a ranked guy. He's they're ranked, you know, very close. They were seventeen and ten, but I mean, we knew Flitz was good. Um, so, you know, a ranked guy beat a ranked guy. It, they're both in the teens. Like it happens. I'm not like flabbergasted either way. Um, but uh, Tommy Bullard losing to Will Formato uh, was was definitely a surprise. Formato's not even ranked. Um, I mean, personally. Formato's not right, but he just he just dropped out, you know. Yeah, he just dropped out of the rankings. Well, he dropped out of the rankings because your boy Keating beat him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's his only loss. Um, Formato's good. I mean, Formato's another Georgia boy. Obviously, so is Bullard. But uh, it was cool to see, you know, kind of a, an unranked or low-ranked Georgia guy get in there and get a big top ten win. Uh, he yeah. Good though, and and Bullard's beat him apparently like. Before that was like two two and oh three and oh against him, yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. I we we'll go over it later, so I'll I'll mention it later. But I was gonna say, uh, Jonathan Milner kind of pumped your brakes on Ed Scott, huh? He did, he did. Um, but here's so here's my deal. I watched the match and like Ed Scott is one hundred percent an untamed bucking bronco right now like the dude just goes out there and just 
you know, boxing terms, like throws hands. He just goes for it, right? Um, the he got taken down on the edge when he went for just this. He went for this arm spin that was just completely unneeded. Like it just. It, I mean, I'm not at his level. He'd probably kick my ass. So whatever. <laughs> but, but you know, like it just. It was it was a dumb move, um, and it happens, right? He's a freshman. Not only is he a freshman, this is literal first year on campus yeah. going against a top ten guy. Um, and I guess my big takeaway from it is, if they clean up, you know, his game a little bit and, and get him to be a little bit more calculated, I think he beats those guys. Yeah, I mean, those are good problems to have as a first year, um, where you're always going gunning running and gunning in a sense, you know, because you don't want to be timid ever in a match and, and not be trying to score points because that's going to present problems down the road. Like what happens when you're down by 30 or down by one with 30 seconds to go. My bad, not down by 30. You'd be teched. The match will be over. Um, <laughs> you know, down by one, 30 seconds to go and you have no offense. Like, what do you do? Um, if you're running and gunning, you, you get a sense for what works, what doesn't work. I don't think we'll see that arm spin again anytime soon, probably. But um, it's good to, good to try, especially in this year, you know. You, you can test out so many different things. That it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does, but it's like – Yeah. But you can think of it as it doesn't. So that can elevate and evolve your game, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why the hell not? Like, it's the same mentality I feel like you have in a red shirt where, like you said, it kind of doesn't matter, right? But not only – but in red shirt, you're, you're wrestling against other guys that are, you know, about your same level. You know, you're young. You haven't been a starter yet or, you know, you can't make the lineup. Now they're getting to kind of throw a little bit of balls to the wall against these top ten dudes, right? I mean, I yeah. I think it's, it's pretty freeing knowing, yeah, I mean, I'm wrestling this guy. He's good, but – I just go out there and do my thing because whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But, okay. Another <laughs> thing that you, I, I don't know if you know or not, um, but they had the extra matches in the NC state app state, right? The next day, um, the guy that's currently the backup at 149, his name is Hunter Lewis. He's a red shirt freshman, right? So he's a red shirt freshman. I guess he's that make him a year older than Ed Scott. Um, he actually pinned Milner in the first period. Whoa. So. Is that a wrestle-off, you think? Yeah. Oh, man. That that was surprising. Um, pinned him in the first period. I didn't get to see the match, but I saw the result actually today. I didn't even know it happened. Um, I have to go back and find that match. But, yeah, I mean, my thing is, like, I think Ed Scott's really good, and I think he's the guy. Uh, but a result like that, no matter who it is what it like that has to have the coach going all right we're looking at this like we're at least giving this dude a shot um so i'm on his wrestle stat he's got three wins all by fall sounds you know okay to me um so my one yeah pretty sweet i wish i was (laughs) (laughs) i wish i hope i grow to be like that one day um but the other thing to keep in mind with nc state is, (laughs) is uh ryan jack Ryan Jack at 133, um, he is, I think, 5-0 and right now. And, I mean, he's only wrestling in extra matches, but uh, he's a he was a very, very highly rated recruit coming in. And, um, you know, it would be interesting to see if he gets some time over Trombley. But. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
it seems like they're not holding back with the start of Ed Scott, you know, um, starting these uh, true freshmen yeah. this year. I mean, Charlie's uh, look great. So, like, I'm not – like, literally no shade that way, right? He's looked awesome. But I'm just saying they also have another dude behind him that's really good. So, um, Yeah, we'll see. Wonder if um, we, what if we see both of these dudes? Um, yeah. But – you know, that's NC State. Your boy ran in with the fall. He looks good, man. He looks bad. Yeah, I'm pumped that he's he's looking this good, you know. Um, for a while there, it was a little little shaky. And, uh, you know, never want to see that. So I'm happy he's back just in time for the, for the interesting matchup with Jay. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Jay, UVA 44 to negative one over Gardner-Webb. You were there. So I don't know yeah. if you know what happened with negative one. Well, they're just it's mat control, you know. Coaches can't get on the mat anymore, and I think that they're just super strict. It's an automatic point. There used to be a warning, and uh, crazy thing happened on the edge of the mat. Right, our coaches got on the mat because they didn't like the call. Boom, negative one. Hey man, I mean, I guess when you're when you're gonna lose forty-four to nothing already, does it really matter? Like, go out yeah. there and. You know, defend your guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. Whatever. I mean, if it's a really super tight duel, that's one thing. But, um, you know, they weren't going to win. So, um, but yeah, I mean, all of them look good, man. All of UVA looks good. Um, we're. I'll talk a little bit more about them in a minute. Um, but I mean, Iello and Hayes both won by fall. Courtney, McCoy, Keating, all by Tech fall. Um, and then Quinn had to tough one out in overtime at heavyweight. Um, but also UNC, we can fly through real quick. They wrestled Gardner-Webb 45 to nothing. Uh, it wasn't televised because it was put together last second. Um, but, you know, just some notable things. Julian Tag at 125, 1-7 uh, to nothing. Uh, Zach Sherman had two tech falls. Austin O'Connor pinned a guy in 47 seconds. And then a couple of matches later, Kennedy Monday was like, well, if you can do that, I can do that quicker. And he pinned his guy in 15 seconds. Um, and then uh, Gavin Kane actually got the start at 174, true freshman Gavin Kane, and he put up a 16 nothing tech fall. So there's not too much to talk about, though, because we didn't actually get to watch them. So, But I saw the pictures, and I see the stats. So <laughs> good. Um, and yeah. I am going to probably 90% sure I'm going to be at that UNC Virginia Tech duel this weekend. So, Commentating or what? Not commentating, just media, just kind of sitting and watching. But, uh, yeah, Sweet. very cool. I hope – hopefully commentating one day, but apparently there's a lot more that goes into that behind the scenes with ACC and ESPN and whatever. So figure it oh, out. Yeah. But – yeah, man. Uh, last thing, Virginia Tech, obviously they went through three different teams. Uh, Latona had a couple of good wins over, over is it Ferry and Cardinal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hilligus picked up another fall. Andonian looked good. Bolin scored a bunch of points. Uh, Katka looked good at heavyweight. They're true freshmen. Kind of wondering if he gets some time. Um, but the big thing for me for Virginia Tech was uh, Andy Smith, uh, and he actually lost. But we'll talk about that in a minute. That's a good transition. 
All right, so let's transition. You ready to do? Uh, we're going to do risers and fallers. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so kind of a quicker way for us to go through these things, but you know, risers and fallers of the week. You know, who do we got that looked really good? Who do we got that kind of fell down a little bit, and or maybe need to see some more from them later? Um, I guess I'll let you kick it off. Who's your riser of the week? So I got to do my faller of the week first to make my riser of the week make sense. Fallers of the week are the Bullard Bros um, dropping losses to guys that they should win against, even though, um, I mean, guys that they've seen before, um, I mean, they're top 10 guys. They're ranked right now, or at least Thomas was ranked to be an All-American, you know, ranked seventh. So um these are guys you have to get wins against or i mean you're gonna hit them early on in the tournament and if you don't beat them you're not gonna be an all-american um and that's the hump that they're trying to get over right um we already talked about it lost to formato and flitz uh, my biggest riser of the week is jake keating because keating got a win over formato bullard lost to formato that makes the rpi huge for him you know that gives his his wins credibility um and it gives there's a unforeseen like uh confidence there you know coming in going into next weekend where it's like oh shoot i beat that guy this guy he, he just lost to him you know there, there's little mind games that you can play with and then on the other side it's like oh shh. you know this guy just beat the guy that i lost to so yeah um there's a there's confidence there so biggest riser of the week is jake keating i think that it will be a lot more concrete um, if, if he gets the win this, this week, you know, like I said, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got to follow through and actually, you know, you know, transitive proper doesn't always work, right? It's good to look it doesn't at always it. Work, but it definitely gives you a hell of a lot of confidence. And if you don't have confidence in wrestling, you're not going to win the match. It's just a fact. Yeah, for sure. What I was saying is, you know, he, he's got that confidence from that and now he's got to follow through and do it this weekend. Um, which is going to be a fairly fun match to watch, but, uh, my my guys, um, you already hit the faller. I had the same fallers. Um, I actually didn't put both Bullards. I just put Thomas Bullard because of the loss to Formato. Because um, I, I have a lot of respect for Flitz. I know you do too, but I'm saying um, I, I didn't take that one as, as badly. Um, so I just put Thomas Bullard, and you already hit that. My risers, I actually had two. All right, The first one is what I mentioned a minute ago, Andy Smith. Uh, and this might be a little weird because Andy Smith lost. All right, but um, I think they actually had it wrong on on the the Virginia Tech uh, results thing. They had seven to three was the final score. I thought it was a two point match. I thought it was five to three. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that uh, backup. Andy Smith wrestled against West Virginia. He, first of all, he won his other matches. He wrestled against West Virginia, which is Noah Adams, the number one guy in the country, guy that's been undefeated for like a year and a half. Um, you know, everybody thinks he's the favorite to win the national title, right? There's other guys, obviously, but he's he's the dude to beat at the moment since he was undefeated last year. Regardless of what you think, got to go through this dude. Um, and Andy Smith comes out, wrestles him really tight, and ends up getting a takedown on the number one dude in the country at the end of the match to make it. I, I'm like 95% sure it was a two-point match at the very end. So um, either way, even if it was seven to three, a four-point match, a freshman just stepped on the mat with the number one guy in the country that's been undefeated for X amount of months. I thought that was 
That was pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if did yeah. you catch that one? No, I didn't watch it. Um, I tried to watch the Virginia Tech stream, but it was a little poor, poorly put rough. together. I had to turn the sound off <laughs> because the uh, it was on ESPN, man. I don't know what the heck's going on, but uh, the announcer was just it was a robot the whole time, like cutting in and out, and so I had to I had to mute it. But uh, yeah, man, uh, he looked good. I mean, obviously it's a loss, and you hate to talk about losses, but there are good things to take out of losses, especially when you're wrestling the number one dude in the country and you held your own. Um, so, you know, I'm not getting too crazy hyped up thinking, you know, all American, blah blah blah. But like, um, just keep an eye on him. I think he can do some pretty cool stuff. Um, yeah. The other one, actually, for me, and I'm not just saying this because Jack's my co-host, completely independent of this. But uh, UVA as a team, UVA as a team was my other riser. And that was because through the first two weeks, the starters record is 37 and three. Obviously, I know that we're going to take that one with a little bit of a grain of salt, right? Because we we the teams that they've wrestled thus far are not the Penn States, the NC States of the world. But 37 and three. The only two guys in the starting lineup that have a loss are McCormick at 125, who is three and two, and Marcelli at 74, who is three and one. And out of those, yeah, and out of those three losses, again, 37 and three. Out of the three losses, two of them were to rank guys. So, you know, I think that's pretty damn good to be heading into this NC State match this weekend with eight out of your ten starters being undefeated, and one of the guys that lost only lost to a rank guy. The other one, you know, one of his losses was to a rank guy. So, I mean, there's got to be a whole lot of confidence heading into this matchup with NC State, especially uh, with NC State coming off a match where, you know, they lost a couple of matches that, you know, maybe you didn't think they would lose. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that, uh, I mean, I went there last weekend and watched him and I was like, holy crap this is the best they've looked in, in so many years, you know? I mean, every year I've always felt like when I was there, there was this one, there was always one or two guys that was like, gosh, crap, we're going to give up four to six points every duel here. Probably two holes, you know, two two holes where we lose every time and have no chance of winning. And this year I just don't see it. Um you know, we got we got ranked guys up and down the board, and there's not really a hole where it's like that guy's gonna get smashed this this match. It's it's definitely a solid dual team through and through. Um, yeah, you know, I think that everyone looked great. Well, I'm gonna also uh, like I said, eight out of the ten starters are ranked by the open mat. Um, the two that aren't are McCormick and Batista. Uh, Batista's actually. It, that's Batista, right? Yeah, Batista. Four and zero. I mean, he's looked really good this year so far too. So I'm gonna get on my man Earl. Earl, you tell me Batista's not top thirty three right now because um, he looks it. So yeah, he's been really good. He's gotten a lot better. I think he took some shaky losses last year, and I've I've said it multiple times. You know, he hit January and became like a different wrestler. He just kind of jumped a level randomly. And he wrestled Trent Hidley to like a 4-2 match last year um, at NC State in front of a packed crowd and, and wrestled really tough. And I think on like that day, it was if he wrestled anyone in the country that was outside of the top five, he would have probably won. 
and that would have probably made him make NCAAs. But, you know, stuff happens, and you have Bonacorsi, Hydley, and Bolin as your last three matches. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, but it, it's that's a good segue to get us into this week's matches. So uh, I guess we're going to do them the way that you put them on the dock because I think it's the best way to go. Start off with this match that we're talking about, NC State versus Virginia. Um, that is actually where – where do I have it? All right, on here. All right, so number seven, NC State, number 22, Virginia, are the open match uh, dual rankings. So this is going to be a really great duel because, just like you said, this is the best Virginia team we've seen in a while. Obviously, I think that pains Jack to, to hear it because he's not there. Um, but <laughs> it, it is. I mean, they – they look great. They're very well-rounded. Um, you know, one could say they had a good mentor for the last four years. Um, so, you know, you can be a, a happy dad now, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but this is going to be a fun one, man. So let's go ahead and get our, our graphic pulled up here on the screen. If you're not watching, then, you know, are you even listening? I don't know. That makes no sense. Um, but right here so we're gonna i mean these this duel is gonna be great and i think call me crazy uva has a legit shot at winning this duel um i'm not i'm not going to to put it i'm not gonna pick it i'm not i'm sorry but um this is one of the cases where they're they're in spitting distance of if they get a couple of upsets or a couple of bonus points where they can get them um then they could do the dang thing so I don't know. What, what do you think about this duel? I totally agree. I think that they have a legitimate shot of winning. I mean, I told the guys earlier um, last weekend, like, take emotions out of it. Don't get emotional about this. You know you can win. Believe that you can win. And just go out and do your thing. You know, you're, you're more than prepared. You've put in the work. You've done all these things. Go out. Just have fun at wrestling. Don't worry about what's on their singlet. Don't worry about what it is it's at your home you can be comfortable don't be emotional don't be like oh my gosh we can beat nc state let's do it like no don't, there's no need for that that's just gonna put strain on your mind and you know you're gonna get tired quicker that way you know so it's like believe you can win and then go out and do it um stay calm cool and collected the whole time yeah um what do you see being the key matches for Virginia? So, I mean, we have to win the ones that we're favored in, right? So we have to win 33. We have to win um, 97. And we have to win 285. So yeah. those are the three matches that I think we have to win. And then it boils down to, oh, 49 too. We have to win those four matches. And then I think we're going to have to win six matches to win this duel. I don't think that we can get five and uh, – and pull through because I don't see our guys technically getting bonus. So where I think we can snag um, some upsets is 65 and then 84 um, if Trent Hadley isn't isn't back. Um, and then 41 as well. I think 41, honestly, for me, is one of the biggest matches to watch. Brian Courtney has been a different human being this entire season, and I don't know – it, I don't know if he t like he will win this match if he takes Tariq Wilson to deep waters. That kid looked so good last weekend. He's on a whole nother level. 
But um, the stars are really going to have to align for UVA to win this duel. That's for sure. I don't think that the odds are with them. But, hey, if they stay calm, they have the skills to do it. I think that they could win, you know, any of these matches. I think that they just need to believe in themselves and go out and do it. Yeah, well, like you said, um, they, the, the Courtney-Wilson match at 141, they actually have wrestled before, and it was an 8-5 to five win for Tariq Wilson. So if what you're saying is true, and if, if we're seeing the best version of Brian Courtney, um, then you know the old version of Brian Courtney was 8-5 to five with Tariq. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that, that he could win this match, right? Um, I want to agree. Yeah, and, and for my ACC rankings, they're ranked two and three. I have Tariq and then and Courtney, so they're right there with each other. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a fun one. I think, for me, the one I really want to see is 165. Um, I really want to see Tommy Bullard, uh, see if he can get back on track after the loss last weekend. And then also on the flip side of that, you got Keating, who's freaking chomping at the bit, man, like, dude that's been around for a couple of years and kind of has really seemed to caught his, catch his stride. And, um, I mean, he's looked phenomenal this year. Uh, yeah. so it, it's, we're going to do our picks here in a minute, but, uh, that's, that's, a tough I'm not one picking this duel, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll watch you pick it. That's a tough one for me. Um, the <laughs> other, the other one and so heavyweight, you obviously, you said, right. Uh, Miller and Wilson, the heavyweight is going to be fun to watch. I think that's honestly one of the most fun weight classes in the ACC to watch for me this year. And that's not because there's star power. It's because literally any of the six dudes could win an ACC title, any of them. <laughs> so it's going to be fun to see who steps up. Um, that I actually, I considered the heavyweight weight class being my faller of the week. And hear me out. The reason is because these dudes are all so close together and nobody has stepped up and separated themselves yet. Like nobody has went out there and like, you know, put it out on the mat and like majored some people and, you know, just took control of the weight class and looked like the favorite. Um, so it's going to be a good one right here with, with Miller and Wilson. Um, Renan and Aiello is going to be fun. I, I think Aiello is definitely the favorite, but, uh, the old Renan is back, and he is not the 24th ranked wrestler in the country. Uh, he is yeah. definitely way higher than that. So that's going to be a really fun match to watch. And the final one, uh, Trent or not Trent, Hayden Hydley and Justin McCoy at 157. I don't know if they've wrestled before. Um, they have. They have. Do you know? It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. Okay, because I mean, I have to figure that right. Obviously, Hayden's Hayden's my pick to win a national title at 157 this year. Um, I think there's one dude in this country that you don't automatically think he's a favorite ever, and that's Deacon. Um, but automatically, okay, we can get into that later. But you're telling me, aside from Deacon, there's anybody else in the country that you think's a favorite ever, Hayden Hydley, to win a match? Automatically, like no, I don't think that like he's the automatic favorite over David Carr. Oh, dude, come on, he's already beat David Carr. In freestyle, folk style. Yeah, he handled him in freestyle. I, I think they've met in folk style as well. Yeah, but you got to think of folk style was a year ago, and David Carr was a freshman. That jump from freshman to sophomore is too underrated. Okay, so you're friend. telling me that David Carr is the favorite in the match? 
No, I'm just saying That's that I'm, I want to look at that match and be like, Nightly, write it off. No, I'd not, look at it and I'd do the same thing I did with Bullard and Flitz and be like, this is a tough one to call. I said the favorite. You said automatic favorite. That it's makes me feel like you're just, you I just look at it. No, widely. No, I'd say highly. automatic no, pick. Highly. All right, I didn't say that it's it's over. Right, it's not next topic. I said he's the favorite. He is. Um, he is the favorite. You get automatic favorite. He is the automatic favorite. Back to it. Um, actually, they you know they weren't the prettiest, right? But they were eleven to two, thirteen to one with Justin McCoy. Um, yeah, which you know isn't isn't great, but. McCoy's been on a tear this year. I'm pretty sure he has a hundred percent bonus right now. Um, and you know, it's just going to be good to see where he's at. I, I really want to see how he does. Um, but I'll just quickly roll through and I'll, I'll call out my picks just, you know, shotgun style. Um, I'm going to go Camacho over McCormick, Hayes over Trombley. I got to go Wilson over Courtney until proven otherwise. Uh, Spencer over Scott. I'm going to do Hydley over McCoy. Uh, I'm going Keating over Bullard. I'm doing it. He just looks so good. Uh, Keating over Bullard. I'll go Bullard over Marcelli. Um, I'm pretty sure Trent's back. He had appendectomy a couple weeks ago, and I'm like very sure he's back. Um, So Hydley over Batista. Uh, Ayala over Renan, and then I got to go Deontay Wilson over Quinn Miller. I don't want to say it, but um, I, I'll look right here in two seconds. Um, no, I, I can tell you how the match – the matches were not pretty last year. And Deontay's Quinn's going to have to jump, jump a, a big mental hurdle to win this match. I'm telling you, it's not an easy road for UVA to win this duel. They can do it. They 100% can do it. But, I mean, it's an uphill battle right now. And there's going to be a few guys that are going to need to step up, like Quinn Miller and Jake Keating, and and Denton Spencer. Like people are going to have to pull their pull their shit together. You know, they're going to have to go for it. And um, you know, if you're not favored, you're going to have to fight. You're going to, like you're going to have to fight. That's all I'll say. I won't. Yeah. I won't say anything else there. <laughs> well, I picked. Yeah, we get more explicit with it, but uh, there might be children listening, and so we, we try to be as best we can. Uh, no promises, parents. But, yeah, I picked four matches for UVA. Um, I don't see bonus points in any of those four except for – no, I don't see bonus points in any of those four. Yeah, I don't see um, any of them. But I see bonus points on the side of NC State and a couple of them. So um, I it's, it's NC State for me, um, but I want everybody to know that if – if things go the right way, if UVA pulls, you know, a couple of bonus points, an upset here or there, they can win this duel 100%. Um, and then, you know, it, it, a lot of it also hangs on 184 and if Trent Hydley's back. Because uh, that's that's going to be a big one. Yeah, that's a six-point swing, you know. I was looking at, at the thing on the sheets. You had it 20 to 12. Um, and the way you picked it, you kept it the same. You didn't change. Congrats, Jacob. Um, <laughs> um, so 20 to 12 and, uh, you know, Batista wrestles the other kid. It's what it's 17 to 15. Yeah. 17, 15. And then- so like I said, like I said, 
you know, we, we're going to need six matches to win this pool. Yeah. So let's say Batista beats uh, the other guy and uh, it's Ferrari or, or Ferreira. 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 Um, and then if your man Courtney pulls out the upset over Courtney Trump, or Quinn. Or Quinn. Courtney or Quinn. Yeah. So but I think it's in there. That's the thing, think- too. Let's say even if even if Hydley's back, right? Let's say Hydley, Batista, which I'm pretty sure they've wrestled before, and it wasn't uh, a major, right? Because that's why I didn't pick a major. So let's say Batista does not get majored. If Courtney and Miller both pull out matches, that's a UVA win. Yeah. And I think that there's like some I – I don't think 174 will be a major – but I do, I do think that it's very possible at 57, just looking at past results. I think Justin's totally different wrestler, and he should go out there with all the confidence in the world. But um, history shows. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Um, I, he got majored one out of two times. So um, I think – who knows? But I think it's going to be closer. Um, yeah. All right. So that's NC State, UVA. Let's jump to the next one, which is going to be uh, actually not that one. Let's do Pitt Duke next. So Pitt Duke, we can probably roll with this one quicker. Um, you know, what are you thinking here with this duel? Uh, this is going to be Pitt from the start and Pitt in the end. I think that there's going to be a couple of Duke wins, and I think they're going to be Duke wins by bonus. Um, but there will only be a couple of them, and. Uh, you know, the fine silvers have been a staple in that organization for a few years now, and um, we're going to see them shine bright on whatever day. Yeah. Saturday, uh, I think it is. Are they, are they the Saturday duel? They, so. Yeah, they're the Saturday. Um, so my thing's here to watch. Um, there's a, a, a couple of dookies that I want to see. Um, I want to see Logan Egan at 125, and I want to see – Brandon LaRue at 157. Uh, those are two dudes that I really want to see. Obviously, there's some other guys that I'm excited to watch, but um, Agen was is a dude that has a chip on his shoulder 100%. I've never talked to him, but I know. Because wrestled in Ohio, he went 4-3-2 canceled at the state tournament. So he was the favorite to win it last year when COVID took it away from him after going 4-3-2. So... Um, you got to know that dude has a chip on his shoulder, a little bit pissed off. Um, needless to say, he does not like COVID-19. Um, and <laughs> on top of that, who's his coach right now? Nathan Tomasello, right? Mm-hmm. So you got one of the best 125ers, you know, of the past decade, past five, whatever years that's coaching him. Uh, and not only coaching him, but, but Tomasello, um, last I heard was not wrestling. So he was focused on coaching 100%. Um, so I'm really interested to see how he comes out and looks, especially against a guy like Camacho, who is uh, Colton Camacho of, of Pitt, who is, you know, two and two on the year. Um, definitely, you know, a good match to start for this young Blue Devil. Um, Brandon LaRue also, um, I don't know how he did, but he recently wrestled at that Ashnault event. Um, and I've heard a lot of good things about him. And uh, I think Baggett also, uh, I'm I'm starting to like. I don't know if you, I guarantee you didn't see because you're not on Twitter. But uh, Tyler Baggett actually put out a tweet, which was like a month or two ago, that said, "I will be an NCAA champion." And so I was like, you know, I like it, man. You know, 
what's Kevin Hart? Tell, tell them what we're working with. Tell them what we got. Put it on the table. Uh, so. Yeah, it's all easy whenever you don't compete, you know. No, I get it, but I, I just, you know, a little bit of confidence. Uh, you know, he, he probably gets some humble pie, but uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. Um, like the confidence. So that would be good. Uh, but Caden Russell at 197 against Nino Bonacorsi. Obviously, Nino's the favorite, but uh, Caden Russell's good. Um, and that'll be a fun one for the fans to watch. And then the other one, 174, I think, is the match that I most want to see out of this duel. Um, Jared McGill, freshman for Pitt, 3-0 and this year. He's looked really good thus far, and he's taken on, uh, you know, number one in the ACC, Matt Feinsilver, uh, who's just coming back off of an Olympic red shirt where he spent the summer or year over at uh, in Colorado Springs. So, yeah, man, this is going to be a fun duel. Not a lot of, like, juicy matchups from, like, a, you know, big rank guys perspective, um, but a lot of, of young talent that's going to be fun to kind of see them on the mat, see what, they're, what we're working with. Yeah. I think, I think you know, some stars could be born. You know, we'll, we'll see some guys that, that are – maybe you didn't expect coming um but yeah i mean is there anything else you want to say about that pit duke duke duel no are we gonna go through it or what's our plan with that yeah i mean it's none of them none of them were on our key matchups right so none of them count towards our picks but i mean i guess you can go through and let me know who you think since i did the last one well i just wanted to say i think you changed my mind on one of them um, changed my mind on 125. I was just going to write it up as a Pittsburgh win, mainly because when I was at 125, other than my first year, Duke forfeited every year to me. So, like, I didn't know. And then you mentioned Tomasello, and, man, I'm, like, I'm excited to see it. Let's see, see Tomasello's coaching in action. Um, so I'll go Duke 25. I got Philippi by fall, Matthews by major, fine silver by fall, um, Badgett by decision, Winsel by what did I go? Major. Winsel by major, fine silver by major, uh, Harvey by major, Bonacorsi by decision, but I could see that going major and Slinger by decision. The gun so, Slinger. Not a lot of close matches in this duel. Like they're just not. <laughs> You picked, you picked two pins. You picked two. Okay, so I, I I gotta take a little bit of an issue with one of them, right? You picked Philippi by pin, and that that's coming right after. It was like a week ago or two weeks ago where I picked Philippi for bonus points, and you were like, "Nah, he's just not a oh, bonus guy." Whoa, 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 whoa! He doesn't score a lot of points, but he can get pins. He's not gonna tech a guy. He will never. Okay, I'm not gonna say that. He's gonna do it next weekend. I would, I would bet a lot of money that he won't tech people. It's like, it's like saying, mm, how do I put this in perspective? There, there's, in in MMA, there's guys that are very good on the ground and submitting people, and then there's guys that are very good at knocking out, and then there's guys that are good at getting decisions. Mickey would be a guy that'd be really good at getting decisions, but also could end a fight really quickly. Sometimes he's got a heavy hand. So yeah, he could hit him every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what? It's hard to not take a top five guy by fall. Hold up a second, though. You just said that he would never tech anybody. I just I want that 
to get back around to him. I want him to hear that. I want him to know that you think he will never text somebody. I want him I'll to text go, him right now. I want him to go text I'll this text man. Him. Do it. I want him to go text this man this weekend and then stare into the camera on ESPN and say, that's for you, Jack. That's what I want. Dude, hey, Mickey, do it, bro. Um, I yeah, dare man. you. But I noticed, obviously, not silently, you picked the gunslinger at the end to close the duel out for the, the gunslinger <sighs> dude he's one of my favorite like it's awesome um all right let's move on to last duel so last duel is going to be the one that i am like 95 percent sure that i'm actually going to be there for which is going to be super cool um virginia tech unc going to be an awesome duel i'm pretty sure unc won it last year um so i think tech you know is going to have something extra to say about it this week this year um, but just kind of rolling through 125 Latona versus, uh, Julian tag, um, 133 actually talked to one of the guys over there on the coaching staff today, UNC, I put my rankings out this morning. One of the coaches shot me a message and goes, Hey, change this and this. It's like, sweet. Um, so the changes are 133 insert Jamie Hernandez back into the lineup. Uh, we thought it was going to be Gabe Tag, uh, but Jamie Hernandez looks like he's going to be the guy, at least for the moment. Um, and then also the other one, this was a big surprise, not not a huge surprise, but I didn't think it would actually happen, is Clay Lout at 184. Um, Clay, obviously ACC champ last year at 174, um, now bumping up to 184, and that's going to be that's going to be a fun match that we're going to talk about here in yeah. a second. So, um, 125. Was Bowen the ACC champ last year? Is it ACC champ versus ACC champ? It is. It is. Oh, nice. He's going for the champ champ this yeah. weekend. Champ. Clay Lott's going for champ champ. Um, yeah, man. So, what do you see? What do you see overall from this duel? Or what are, you, what are your thoughts? So, I have UNC winning it, believe it or not. Um, I think that they just match. I think it's going to go five and five. And then in the matches that I – like – I think it's going to go five and five and come down to bonus for UNC. And I think that UNC has a better opportunity to get bonus than Virginia tech. And I think that there's a lot of opportunities for UNC guys to get upsets. Um, I think I, I wrote it off as Corbin Myers beating Jamie Hernandez, but that could easily flip the other way. I could easily see Jamie Hernandez winning that match. Um, who's going to be the biggest test for Mickey Phillippe at the ACC championship? Who might be Jamie Hernandez? Um, and then, you know, Clay Lout beating Hunter Bowen, wouldn't, wouldn't it shock me? All right, so I'm going to disagree with you real quick because um, I, I think that the biggest threat for Mickey Philby at the ACC tournament is Louis Hayes. Uh, watching the first couple of weeks, I think Louis looked really good, and he's super and, tight with Mickey every time. And it's because when we were in practice, in the practice room, Louis would win. I. I'm not joking. Louis would win. Yeah. And, um, you know, Louis Hayes looks the best he's ever looked in the past couple of weeks. He looks like a bully. He's big. He's ready for the weight. And, um, you know, yeah, shame on me for saying that, you know, because. Got to give you shit about that one. Come on, man. Yeah, Louis looks freaking awesome, man. I, I mean, the best I've ever seen him. Um and, and that's exciting. So 133 is shaking up to be a stunner of a weight class. And, also, um, this way is 
heading into this year, before wrestling started, I would have told you Mickey Phillippe is going to win his third ACC title. Nobody's going to beat him. Not that he's going to destroy everybody, but he's going to win this year. That's what I would have said. After watching Louis the first couple of weeks, I'm not 100% on Phillippe anymore. Nothing against Phillippe, but Louis, Louis looks good, right? And Trombley's yeah. look good. And Myers is look pretty good. Like, this is a stacked weight class, man. And, like, I, while Mickey's still got to be the favorite, I'm not going to hand him the trophy yet. Yeah. And, I mean, if if Jamie Hernandez would be ranked, where would he be? He'd probably be in the top ten. You've got five out of the six guys ranked in the top 13. I don't know about ten. In the right. Well, he'd be ranked above Louie. He beat Louie last time, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Louie goes 10th. So I just he's... went with that. So Corbin Myers at 9, Louie at 10, and Trombley at 13. Yeah, he would. He'd probably he'd probably slot in at, at 10, probably. Yeah, and, and yeah that's what I Um Yeah. So 9, 10, right. 11 would all be in ACC. That's going to be a fun weight class in ACC, man. Um, but – yeah, so any like key matchups? Um, obviously, you talked about you think that the duels go in UNC. I'm glad that you do because uh, I think the, the duels go in Virginia Tech. Uh, hopefully, UNC doesn't give me too much crap because they're the ones letting me in. Um, <laughs> so I apologize. This is strictly just picks. Uh, I'm pulling for everybody. Everybody. I, I have no biases here. Uh, but going through... The, the big matchups, 141, I mean, 133, obviously, with Corbin Myers and Jamie Hernandez, 41, Hillegas and Sherman, 49, Andonian and O'Connor, um, 65 is, is I think, lean in one way, but Mikhail Lewis, Kennedy Monday, uh, 84 is going to be awesome, Hunter Bolin and Clay Lout, his name is Clay Lout, I asked. So, uh, I don't like saying people's names wrong, man. So, if anybody's listening and I'm saying things wrong, tell me because I feel bad. Um, but, yeah, so I, I guess let's just go through it, right? This is the last duel. Uh, I think it's going to be the – I mean, UVA-NC State is going to be a really good duel. Um, but there's there's going to have to be some upsets for UVA to win. Uh, I think the Virginia Tech-UNC is, is closer, right? Yeah. Uh, so – 125, Sam Latona, Julian Tag, two freshmen. Uh, Latona is definitely going to be the favorite here, and I'm picking Latona. Uh, but Julian Tag, uh, don't be surprised if, if he goes out there and looks really good. Yeah, also picking um, Sam Latona, but, you know, I could see Tag making it tough on him. What do you think at, at 133? You already kind of mentioned it a little bit. So I wrote it off as Myers right away, but, man, I think that uh, Jamie Hernandez has a great opportunity to win this duel. I think he's um, the underdog here, but at the same time, man, uh, both of these guys are returning or OCC finalists, right? So we'll see, um, but I think that Corbin Myers gets it done. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I, I got nothing else to say. I think you said it right. Corbin Myers gets it done. Um, 41, I'm super excited about. And I was 
Oh, I was so close. Um, I, I was so close to going with it, but uh, Sammy Hillegas and Zach Sherman, uh, the thing I wanted to pick an upset because Hillegas has looked so good. Um, but then I reminded myself when I looked at Sherman and Sherman is only two and zero this year because they've only had the one weekend. Um, but, and, and neither of his opponents were, you know, ranked guys, but two tech falls and I'm pretty sure two 20 point tech falls. So, uh, dude's coming out there and ripping people apart scoring points uh so i'm not gonna pick against him yeah but i've got zach sherman by major actually i think um you know i think that there's always there's always a little bit of a disrespect to true freshmen um coming in right away and these duels will show it i think that it'll be you know a dominant performance by sherman whether it's a major or not um, I think we see a different match at ACCs, however. I think this match will be far and away Sherman. Um, but when the time comes at ACC, I think that Hilligus will have a lot more matches, a lot more experience under his belt, and the match will be a lot tighter in the ACC championship. Yeah. Uh, and then 149, we're going to have a rematch of the 2020 ACC finals. Um, that's going to be Bryce Andonian and Austin O'Connor. Um I picked O'Connor by major here, and O'Connor has actually not majored Andonian yet. There, he is two and zero against Andonian. Uh, one of them was like a three point match, three or four point match. The other one was like a eight point match, or seven, uh, I guess. So they they've been pretty decisively O'Connor, um, and Andonian looks looks awesome this year. I think he's better than we saw him last year for sure. Uh, but so is Austin O'Connor and Austin O'Connor. Every time we've seen him recently has, I mean, like he, he, he's done everything he can legally do to destroy people's nights. So, um, I mean, I, he's bordering on the edge of, of illegal stuff here. <laughs> he's getting his one kick ass a year. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> kicked a lot of ass last lately. So, uh, you know, a, a tech fall over, was it 11-0 tech fall over Dean Heil? I mean, I know it's freestyle, but two-time NCAA champion destroyed him. I, I, I st- and I'm, I know you're a, you're a Sasso fan too, uh, but I just, I don't I'm see. I'm an O'Connor fan also. I can be fans of both guys. I, I, don't see <laughs> o, I don't see O'Connor losing this year. I think he's an undefeated national champ. I don't, not like easy Right, Jack likes to get me in those like, oh, I said he's easy, whatever. But uh, I, O'Connor, undefeated national champ. You heard it here first. I can see, first. I can see him winning it, but you know, we'll see. Sammy Seth is very, very good. Yeah, so we both got Austin O'Connor by major over Andonian. Um, Connor Brady, Josh McClure here. Interesting one. Uh, Connor Brady, freshman, very talented, um, but you know, kind of up and down start. Um, but, you know, kind of got it together last weekend. And then Josh McClure is just that savvy veteran. It's been around for a long time, a couple times in CAA qualifier, just kind of knows how to get it done in, in matches like this. So I think McClure. By yeah, I, I completely agree. All right. And then 65. I'm excited to see 65. Um, that's going to be you know, reigning national champ, Makai Lewis, and then Kennedy Monday. Uh, Kennedy... I, I think everybody hopefully can agree with me that Kennedy Monday at 100% is scary. I mean, Kennedy Monday at 100% just 
Keck falls the number three guy in the country, David McFadden, last year. So, dude can definitely – like, don't count him out, right? I know Makai is, is the national champ, but uh, don't count Monday out. What do you think? Yeah. I think that um, – I mean, this match can go three ways. It can be a tight match. Um, Makai gets a win. Kennedy can get an upset, or Makai can blow it open and give Virginia Tech an opportunity to get bonus. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. You know, Kennedy, this will be a, a great – I mean, this is the best test you can take, right? So um, he's going to have to go out there, and he's going to have to go guns blazing the whole time, not just uh, the very beginning of the match, but he's going to need to keep it up the whole time. I think the, the key for Kennedy here for me is um, – obviously finishing the takedowns right we know that he's going to get in on the legs um i think the the big advantage here for kennedy right everybody that we've seen mckay against um mckay has that awesome takedown defense he can stand on one leg for 72 years um but he's going to hit monday has a height advantage um and monday is going to be able to get that leg up high enough to finish the takedown so if he can get to the leg and get it up uh i think he can finish yep excellent offense versus excellent defense in this match yeah for sure um 74 devin kane cody howard uh it's a pretty easy devin kane uh, i even got a major decision yeah i got regular decision cody howard looked very stingy last year um you know got a couple wins over over our guy and and you know i'm not i'm not 100 percent sold on devin kane yet um but I would, I would love to see him kill it. You know, I love seeing the OCC win. So, um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll skip 84 and come back to it. So 97, we actually disagree on. This um, is, this is the swing match essentially. Yep. 97. We disagree on, you got Max Shaw by a decision. I got Andy Smith by decision. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts on it? I have no reason. I don't know why. I just remember you talking about him earlier before U23 saying that he was pretty good. So I went with that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've heard similar things out of both teams, both coaching staffs. Uh, both of them talk very highly of both of these guys. Andy Smith, obviously a true freshman, um, you know, just had that really tight match with the number one guy in the country. And Max Shaw has, has looked really good in his own right. Um, it was I can't remember he didn't get a tech fall in his first uh win, but it was like a twelve point win or something. It was a very, very decisive major decision. Um so it, it's gonna be a good one. Um, but I got Andy Smith pulling it out. I'm glad that we went both different ways on that one because I agree. It's it's such a swing match. Uh so it's fun that we picked the different ways. Um Yeah. But uh the last one, John Borst and Andrew Gunning. Uh, we both got Borst here, and I think Borst is, I think, 2-0 and against Gunning. So I think that this one is kind of a lock for Tech. Um, I mean, I think Tech has a couple of locks. I, mean, I would say Tech has two-and-a-half locks. So I guess just half two. a lock. 125. That's not a, what the hell's a half a lock, Jack? It's like it kind of it's kind of locked, you yeah, know. Put a half a lock on your front door and yeah, you know, see how that. Works. <laughs> uh, what the hell, dude? Um, <laughs> and then the UNC's got two locks. Jesus. I think UNC's got two locks. I think forty nine and um, 
and whatever. Seventy four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fifty seven. Actually, I'd say three locks. I'd say three locks. Okay. Um, I don't think fifty seven is a lock, but but uh, it's very very heavily in, in UNC. <clears throat> um, but. All right, so last one. We didn't pick 84. We skipped over it for a good reason, and that's because we just actually hours ago real, or learned that it's going to be Hunter Bullen versus Clay Lout. Uh, Hunter Bullen, number two guy in the country at 184, ACC champ last year. Clay Lout just moved up to 184. It was just announced. I don't even know if it was announced publicly, but we know. So it matters. Everybody else, you know, eat dirt. Um, but uh, – yeah, so uh, Lout's not ranked yet, but uh, he will be for sure highly ranked up there, and he's the returning ACC champ at 174. So I so much – not like I, – I didn't want to pick Lout. So I, I honestly – thinking about it, I wanted it to be a harder decision. Um, but it's going to be Bolin for me. And the reason it's going to be Bolin is because – just the, just the size, um, not just the size, right? Bolin's very, very good, but I'm saying if they were the, the same size for sure, it would be a harder decision. But since I think I would still pick Bolin if they're the same size and there's a size factor here, uh, it makes it... Well, how much, do you really think there's a size? Like, you don't think that he thought to himself, hey, I'm going to go 84 next year for the sake of the team? I, I think he definitely thought that, but I don't think... I don't think that he was like pulling crazy weight to get to 74. Right. I, I don't think that he's like, unless he put on muscle, I don't think he's like a, a big 84. I, I think he might be an 84 size, but maybe on the smaller side. Um, I think Bolin's big. Right. And yeah, strong, fast. He put up a shit ton of points last weekend. I just, and especially your first match up, 10 pounds is going to be the number two dude in the country. Uh, yeah, I, I got, I got bowling and yeah, I got bowling as well. it's going to be a decision though. Uh, loud's good, but, uh, and you know, it could definitely go the other way, but either way, it's going to be fun as crap to watch. I'll tell you that. Um, so that's all three of our ACC duels. Um, That'll, I guess we'll just kind of round it up and look at our picks that we made, right? Just to kind of tally them for next week, make sure Jack doesn't switch any picks. Um, but for our key matches, uh, we both picked Louis Hayes over Trombley. Uh, I picked Deontay Wilson over Quinn Miller. You picked Quinn Miller over Deontay Wilson. Um, and then Corbin Myers, Jamie Hernandez, we both had Corbin Myers. We both had Zach Sherman over Sammy Hilligus. Both had O'Connor over Andonian, and both had Bolin over Lout. So, so we have the same except for the heavyweight match. The only one that's different is NC State, uh, UVA. Isn't is there another one that we disagreed on though? Uh, but the, the one ninety-seven at Virginia Tech, North Carolina. But that's not like they're not ranked, you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's well. Should we add it or no? No, I know nothing about Max Shaw. <laughs> uh, if we don't have strong beliefs, I guess we'll leave it out. But, uh, yeah, so we only have one that, that we're differing on in the key matches. But in the duels, um, we actually uh, – are, are we going to include your your Cavaliers? 
in our dual pick? Hey, I picked him. I All picked UVA. Right, freaking go. We both picked Pitt, so that's a wash. But the other two duels we are different on. I've got Virginia Tech over UNC. Jack's got UNC over Virginia Tech. And then in the big one, I got the Wolf Pack. Jack's got the Cavs. So it's a, uh, you know, it's gonna be a fun one. Dude, how bad would it suck if I walked away three and zero this weekend and you were one and two? We'll see. Whoa. Here's, that would be brutal. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> you you got to look at what's actually already happened and realize that I'm already ahead by one, so I can afford to give you one. Yeah, but can you afford to give me two? I'm not going to give you two, right? I, I'm not. It's not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, man. Either way, awesome freaking weekend of wrestling. It's going to be fun. Um, man, it's going to be good. I, I'm excited. Yeah, to- the, duels, the duels are at here. Friday at five for UVA. Friday at six um, for Tech UNC, and then Saturday at ten a.m. And I don't know if they're doing the extra matches on ESPN, but they're all on ESPN Plus. Yeah. And they, those are Eastern times, by the way. Anyone's? Of course, with the ACC, we're all Eastern time. Um, yeah, man. But it's been a fun one. It's been great talking to you. Is there anything else before we wrap this up? Nah, go who's. All right, man. Go. I guess go Wolfpack. I picked him, but go everybody. Go who's man. I got. I got the Virginia shirt. I got the Virginia shirt on. I got to pull for him. Um, but my uh, who I pull for and who I pick are they can be different. Um, but it's gonna be a fun week in ACC wrestling. Y'all make sure that you go out and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review. Uh, subscribe on Rockfin. Comment. Tell us that we're awful, whatever you want to do. I don't care. Um, you know, preferably all the good comments towards me and the bad towards Jack. Um, whatever. Either way. I can handle one. Jacob can't. It's been fun, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>